Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, Alex Crook joined me, Jim White, as we reacted to the news that Tottenham and Bayern Munich had agreed a fee for Harry Kane. Journalist Konstantin Ekner gave us a German reaction to the potential transfer, and we heard from the Spurs fans as well. Plus, Tony Cotty joined us in the studio, and we chatted with Forest Green Academy manager Hannah Dingley about her stint as interim manager of the senior side. Jim, I've got to inter- interrupt. Massive breaking news. I've just had confirmation from sources at Tottenham. Bayern Munich have reached an agreement with Spurs to sign the England captain, Harry Kane. Wow. So a hundred million euro offer accepted by Tottenham. Now up to Harry Kane, who we think was perhaps willing to stay at Spurs. You would imagine now he may well be bound for Bayern Munich. They've reached an agreement. Bayern Munich, as Alex is uh, first to tell us, Bayern Munich have reached an agreement with Tottenham, 100 million euros, right? Yeah. For Harry Kane to join Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. Wow. Yeah. And that's 100 million euros, but now the ball's in Harry's court. Absolutely. And, yeah. And uh, we, we said all along, haven't we, that it wouldn't get this far, it wouldn't get to the stage where Bayern make numerous bids, where they fly over two of their top board members to hold face-to-face talks with Daniel Levy unless Harry Kane and his party, if you like, had given strong indication that he'd be open to the move. So you have to say, as we sit here now on Thursday morning, nightmare for Ange Postecoglou, by the way, with that game against Brentford on the horizon at the weekend, you would have to say you expect Kane to go. Yeah. Okay, Uh, one wonders what the scene is now at the Allianz Arena as Bayern Munich fans are listening to this this morning. Uh, Let's head to Germany and get the reaction from over there. And uh, this fella has joined us on a regular basis throughout this story. And at one stage was saying, um, I think 60-40. It would be that uh, the odds that Kane would go to Bayern Munich. Well, it's now looking more and more lightly that he will. If, if, of course, he says yes. Uh, top journalist Constantine Ekner joins us live in the show. Uh, Constantine, good morning to you. What's the mood in Munich? They, they must feel they've got the man. Good morning. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, they think now that their plan has worked out. I mean, uh, apart from maybe some bits being rejected by, by Spurs and some 
criticism coming from England, I think Bayern are feeling like justified in, in what they have done in the in the past uh, couple of weeks in, in their pursuit of Kane. And the Bundesliga will start uh, next week, on Friday next week, so they have still enough time to uh, bring Kane over to Munich. Because what they have been saying for a while is that they are confident that Kane actually wants to go to Bayern, and that's up to the two clubs reaching an agreement, which they now have done. It's an incredible situation, isn't it? And and how key is the timing? Because we, we've been told by the Harry Kane camp that if he played against Brentford this weekend, that he would indeed see out at least the first half of the season at, at Spurs. He wouldn't leave before the end of the transfer window. Is that why Bayern have had to get their acting gear now to get this deal done before the weekend? Yeah, and even last week when they submitted that third bit, and there wasn't really a deadline attached to it, but there was kind of the thinking, all right, Spurs, please make a decision. Uh, that was coming from Bayern. So uh, they were trying, Bayern were trying to hurry up uh, the whole process and, and, and speed up the process. So uh, because they knew once the Premier League starts and there's no agreement whatsoever, um, then it might be too late. Then Kane might want to stay at, at Spurs. Um, and also Bayern are then basically without a striker going into their season and especially going into the Champions League campaign because Harry Kane is first and foremost signed uh, to be the, the vocal point of this team when they play Champions League and knockout stage uh, games. The, the, the thing we should stress, um, and I think that the, the tail end of a tweet that I'm seeing from David Ornstein, hugely respected journalist over this side, uh, uh, in, uh, over here in the UK, uh, as you know, Constantine, is David's last line in, in his tweet, Having, having broken the news, as Alex uh, w was following up there, 100 million accepted by Tottenham. Sure, that's one thing. But Kane has been leaning towards staying and, uh, and now must make a decision. So there's a collective holding of breath amongst Munich fans, surely. Yeah, there's still. And I mean, Bayern have been saying that, that uh, they are confident and they believe that Kane wants to join them. Uh, that's what Bayern are saying. And I mean, you never know how much of that is basically public speech and, and how much how, how, how much of that is basically PR in a sense, right? And also uh, overall strategy to get the deal done and how much of that is actually uh, truth. And so, yeah, still, uh, Bayern fans in recent days have actually been kind of resigned from the whole thing. They were kind of disappointed and thought, all right, that, that deal won't get done and we will be without a top-class striker for the second season in a row. So fans are getting excited, Bayern fans at least, uh, but but uh, maybe not overly excited until um, the deal is finalized. Actually, Harry Kane is uh, holding up a red and white shirt uh, somewhere in the Allianz Arena. <laughs> Can I just confirm the fee, Constantine? Because uh, my maths conversion wasn't great there. So it was 100 million euros, which actually works out about 86.4 million pounds. Are there any add-ons, do you know, on top of that? Yeah, there are, there are add-ons on top of that because the last bit was basically 73 million pounds plus uh, 13, so adds up to 86 million pounds in total, uh, but they have uh, submitted another bit um, and now it's it's essentially a little bit less than 100 million euros um, as, as, as the fixed fee. Uh, plus add-ons, um, and but how much how much that is 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 not that important because uh, what what a point of contention was between the two clubs, as far as I know, is basically how much is Bayern paying upfront? How much are, are they paying right now as a fixed fee? Because Spurs they they want and they have to make uh, additional signings, especially now, um, and they already have made signings, so they need money right now to to uh, make these signings. Uh, so that was a point of contention between the two clubs because Bayern wanted to pay not as much. 
uh, up front and, and uh, stick some add-ons to it. Uh, but of course, these add-ons, they will only um, materialize after, after a while, right? Maybe after a year or after mm. two years. Mm. That's maybe too late for Spurs liking. Yeah, if you've just joined us uh, on TalkSport this morning, Alex Kruk is with me. We're with, uh, in conversation with top uh, German journalist Konstantin Eckner. And you might wonder why. This is why, because uh, we now hear that Bayern Munich have reached an agreement with Tottenham to sign Harry Kane. Uh, sources in Germany are telling us this morning, 100 million euros accepted by Tottenham. But now, of course, Kane's got a decision to make. Here's the thing, Constantine. You have to think that Thomas Tuchel, not long in the door at Bayern Munich, has been pushing and pushing for this because he knows Kane so well. Yes, of course. Uh, I mean, Thomas Tuchel is behind most of these pursuits by Bayern right now because, they, as, as, you, as you probably have discussed on the show recently, uh, they wanted Kyle Walker. They have been interested in, in David Raya, the goalkeeper. Now they are interested in, in Kepa from Chelsea. And of course, most importantly, they, they have been interested for a while in Harry Kane. Bayern were already interested in Harry Kane last year, but Thomas Tuchel is pushing for the signings from the Premier League because he essentially has come to like these Premier League players during his time at Chelsea. He knows them and he thinks they, they offer a kind of level of performance that you can't find anywhere else. Essentially, um, so yeah, uh, Thomas Tuchel is driving most of these transfers right now. Um, since his time at Chelsea, he's just fallen in love with a lot of Premier League players. What about the Bayern Munich fans? How have they reacted to the possibility of signing the England captain, someone who was on course to become the Premier League's record all-time goalscorer? I figure a lot of people um, think that that he is the best option available, essentially, because other um, top-level strikers that might be on the market, like Victor Osimhen from from Napoli. Um, how, how, he, he would be too too expensive, essentially, for what he offers. Some Bayern fans were a bit concerned about Bayern submit, submitting one bid after another and the price goes up and up and up. <laughs> and, and some were concerned that uh, where will this actually end if, if, if there is an agreement? <laughs> how much do Bayern actually have to pay uh, mm. eventually? Mm. So uh, Because they, 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 don't, they don't want to, I don't know, go, uh, Bayern go out and pay 150 million or something because at some point <laughs> it might become a li little bit ridiculous. Uh, but a lot of a lot of fans are in favor of that signing because they they have witnessed one season post Robert Lewandowski one season without a top level striker and see what happened they got knocked out from the Champions League quarterfinals and Dortmund were within inches winning the championship after eleven years again and dethroning Bayern so a lot of Bayern fans are concerned they okay. want to distance Dortmund. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Invited this man to come and join us uh, on the show, former West Ham striker. Something of a West Ham legend in actual fact, Tony Cotty is in studio with Alex and myself. Tony, good morning to you. Morning, Jim. Morning, Alex. What a morning you've joined us in. Through the other side of the glass here, of course, uh, the conversation was dominated by this Kane chat. What do you think? It seems now that he's within touching distance of the Allianz Arena in Munich Jim I'm absolutely delighted um, <laughs> there is a selfish reason for this as a goal scorer um, Harry is one goal behind me in terms of top flight goals I'm on 214 <laughs> Harry's on 213 <laughs> Go to Bayern Munich and you won't get that one goal to, 
to to level or two goals to beat me. So, um, I'm so jo- on a I'm personal jo- basis, yeah. you're like, thank goodness for that. I'm joking, actually, Jim, because um, I'll be gutted if Harry leaves because I, I don't want to see our best players leaving the Premier League. You know, Harry's one of the top strikers, if not the top striker, certainly English point of view. I understand it. I understand where Daniel Levy's coming from. I understand where Harry's coming from. He wants to win trophies. He's not playing for money. You know, people always go, oh, he's getting paid a lot. It's not about money for Harry. He, if he wants to win a trophy, if he goes to Bayern Munich, almost guaranteed, as we know, better chance of winning the Champions League. So I get all that, but I do think it will be sad for English football if he leaves. I mean, Alex, you can see the messages coming in. Many Tottenham fans getting in touch. I'll select one, Patrick, a Tottenham fan. I don't see what all the fuss is about. Kane will not be going to Germany. There, Many of them still have the belief they'll say no and stay. Well, I can't think of too many examples where two clubs have agreed a fee, particularly not one of this size, and the player has actually turned his back on the deal. Once it gets to discussing personal terms, usually the moves go through. Probably Jamie Vardy, when he turned down Arsenal after Leicester won the title, is the last one that springs to mind. I I think it is a sad loss to the Premier League. Um, I think it's great for Harry Kane, as you say, Tony, that he's put winning trophies ahead of personal glory. Because let's be honest, if he'd stayed at Spurs, he would have become the... The record Premier League goal scorer he certainly would have beaten Tony's record. He might come back Probably and do this it, weekend. Might, well, he, that, might, he might have yeah, three years and yeah. come back and well, still there, do it. There has been talk, isn't there? And I think it's um, I think it's genuine talk that there will be a buyback option for Tottenham in the contract. So who knows? Maybe he might go and do two, three years right. in Germany with right. a couple of Bundesligas and then come back and break the record. T- Tony, would you question Kane's ambition if he does end up saying no to this? Uh, no, because he must have a real attachment to to his club. He's been there a long time, Jim. He's got a great rep- uh, rep- uh, repertoire. I can't say it with the fans. You know, he, it, everything's there for him. You know, it's Tottenham's. Tottenham's a great club. He's got the stadium. He's got the training ground. But he's got the fan base. But he's not winning, tro- winning trophies. He's not winning, winning trophies. trophies. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You know. I mean. Harry's a centre forward. Centre forwards are very selfish in many respects, Jim. And you want the personal accolades. He wants to be the top Premier League goalscorer. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. If he does go to Bayern, I'm not saying he will, but if he does, three years there maybe, come back and sign for Tottenham or Man United, whoever it might be, and then you can still get the the 50 goals or whatever it is to beat Alan Shearer, which will be a fantastic achievement. But you want to win a trophy, Jim. I I, I was just saying to the guys outside, like I, I, I had to wait 17 years to win my one and only League Cup trophy. But you play football to win medals and to win honours. That's what it's all about. You know, that's the professional football. You want to win things. Yeah. Just quickly on what Alex said about that, where the two clubs have agreed the fee, you very rarely get that far if the player... Let's put it this way. If Harry Kane's not interested, he would have told his agent, who would have told Bayern, look, don't bother. He's not interested. So there must be an interest. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, if he hasn't done it already. Mm. Just go and talk to them yeah. and see where you go. And if it's got this far, you would expect him to leave. Well, Personal you, terms probably out. already agreed, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. there you go. Yeah, yeah, you would have to think. Um, if you have just switched on, it is a big breaking story developing all the time. Uh, Munich have reached an agreement with Tottenham to sign Kane. Uh, Tony Cotty in studio with us. We'll get to West Ham shortly, Tony. But the man who sat in that seat you're sitting in now, Tony, Gareth Southgate, just a few days ago. We put it to him, how much of a loss would it be for the Premier League if Kane says yes to Munich? Actually, it doesn't concern me because wherever he is, he's, he's an outstanding player and he'll, he'll have a good season and he'll score a load of goals. So I think it's more of a dilemma for the player, the club. What do they do financially? You know, he's, he's at a certain point of his contract where can you afford not to take the money or can you afford... You know, can you afford to lose the player? That's the difficult thing for for the people running the football club. And 
you want you want the best players playing in the league if you if you possibly can as if if you're a fan of uh, of the Premier League. We're not short of outstanding players, and for me, English players playing abroad is a good experience for them. So for years, we've never had players going abroad. We've got a few more going abroad now to Italy, to Germany, now to Spain. So uh, I think that's good for their individual development and. They've got their own careers and so England is always a consequence of what they do with their clubs in the end. It's not for me to dictate where they go, where they play. We'll assess where they are. We won't rule people out. We've never ruled anybody out because of the league they play in. We rule them out on the comparison with the other players in their positions. That was Gareth Southgate uh, talking about the possibility of uh, Kane going to Munich and the implication of it. This is one of the many things, Alex Group, that I love about TalkSport, the listener interaction. Tony Cotty is alongside Alex and myself. So many people getting involved in this conversation, Tony. Robin Chooksbury, all right, now's the time for Manchester United to swoop. Bayern have done all the hard work. <laughs> Match the 100 million euros bid and get Kane in and he'll win trophies. I agree, but they've just signed the other lad. Is it Holland? Is Holland. it? The, yeah, yeah, they've spent a lot of money on him, and I think it's pretty obvious to everyone. <laughs> Daniel Levy doesn't want to sell to another English yeah. club. We no. all know that. Yeah. If Harry's going to leave, he's got to go abroad. You know, I listened to what Gareth. I heard parts of the interview as well. He's going to play in the Bundesliga. It's a good league. He's playing Champions League football. It's not like it's Jordan Henderson was asked to be asked about Jordan as well. Jordan's playing the. Saudi Arabia is it consistently a good league we don't know the answer to that sure. but the Bundesliga and Champions League is it won't affect Harry's position Tony in, we're in being bombarded by calls from Tottenham fans in a good way it's what we want 03717 Graham's a big Spurs fan Graham, are you getting used to the idea that Harry's almost out the door now yeah I'm, I'm not too concerned about him going Jim uh, it's all great for the player if he does go and wins his trophies but he's not the team. The team may have been built around him, but I don't think he's the most important player at Spurs at the moment. Are you joking? I think, <laughs> no, I honestly think Son is as important, if not more important, than Harry Kane. He brings a lot to the table for the club. Oh, Graham, I mean, come on. I, I, I can hardly imagine there are many Tottenham fans would agree with you on, on that one. I mean, to me, just thinking about Tottenham not with Kane in the lineup is odd. Jim, they finished eighth last season. We take Harry's goals out, they would have been in relegation trouble. Yeah. But you look at the seasons in the past where he's had long periods out with injury, we never suffered that much with him off the pitch. So, all right, Graham, there is life after Kane as far as you're concerned. Here's Mike, a big Tottenham fan. Mike, good morning. Um, the two clubs have agreed a deal, 100 million euros. Harry's close to being out of there. What's your take on it? Morning, chaps. Thanks for having me on. Um, firstly, I'll have a glass wherever the last guy's on because uh, <laughs> I'm absolutely gutted, if I'm totally honest. However, um, I think I'd have been more gutted if you went to a Premier League rival next year for free. So it, it's one of those, and I think it was always coming. I mean, we wouldn't have signed Richardson for big money. I know he hasn't done well last year, but Daniel Levy never would have bought him for a lot of money if we didn't know this was on the on the horizon, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you think Ange Postecoglou will deal with it? What are your early impressions of Ange? He seems to take everything in his stride, mate. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving the football he's playing. The friendlies, you know, playing out from the back. It's such, it's so refreshing after Conte and Mourinho to actually see us play some decent football. Um, and I think it's taking the pressure off him. He can not chill out, but it's going to take the pressure off him and the fans are going to give him a bit of grace and um, see how we do without Harry because obviously he's a massive part of our team. Um you know, he's the best player I've seen playing for Spurs, probably him and Gareth Bale in my lifetime. 
So it's going to take us a while to adapt, but I think it might be good for Richarlison. When he came on last year, he was put on the left wing, right wing. And now with James Madison behind him, you never know, it might look okay. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Yeah, hold that please, level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. You might remember quite recently at Forest Green Rovers, an interesting uh, sequence of events uh, took place. Following Duncan Ferguson's exit at the start of July, uh, Hannah Dingley became the first woman to take charge of a professional English football league club. She took charge of Forest Green for the 1-1 pre-season friendly draw. uh, And then one day after that, that was just one day after she was appointed... But now the League Two club have since turned to Southampton B-team coach David Horseman as their next permanent manager. So what was all this about? Was it no more than a PR stunt? This was the owner of Forest Green Rovers, Dale Vince, at the time of Hannah's appointment. What we announced actually was that Hannah got the job. You know, our our lead um, focus wasn't that she was a woman, right? And it happens to be the first time it's ever happened. Uh, I understand that. I'm still surprised, almost shocked by the by the attention. But in a way, it's probably a good thing because it suggests that the the, the barrier that we've just broken through was a big one, right? The, the bar to women in the men's game, coaching in the men's game, uh, you know, is, is bigger than perhaps uh, I imagined because the you know the reaction is incredible. The reaction was incredible. It was a big day and it was a big moment. But now Hannah has gone back to being academy manager at Forest Green Rovers. So she's still at the football club. And Hannah Dingley joins us live this lunchtime. Hannah, thanks for joining us. Let me put you on the spot right away. Were you unfairly categorised as a PR stunt uh, and no more, no less? Because a lot of people look back in that, Hannah, and thinks, well, that's all it was. Yeah, I think it's a bit disappointing. Um, so if you think about how football works up and down the country, there's hundreds of clubs, you know, loads of clubs that would part ways with their manager and an academy member staff would take, would step up and take um, the reins for a short period. And then a, a newer manager is appointed. It's quite normal practice. And um, so I didn't see that it was anything different than it happened anywhere else. 
Um, and I suppose that's where it was a bit frustrating and that it's sort of viewed as a publicity stunt rather than actually what it was, was just the normal operations of a football club, which happens, as I say, up and down the country. So, so I mean, it begs the question, Hannah, why were you not given more time? Why were you in the job for a moment or two then out of it? Um, again, this is the nature of football, right? So a manager, we part ways with the manager or the head coach and there was no one else lined up. So there's no ulterior motive when, you know, um, the club parted ways with Duncan in terms of there was no one lined up and they needed a period to go through a process and appoint the right person for the fo- football club. So again, I, you know, I don't think it's anything different or strange that would happen at clubs up and down the country. And just based on what Dow was saying there, is there any f- fear that, this may have a detrimental effect in terms of seeing uh, female coaches take charge of professional men's team because, of course, he was saying, and you seem to be backing up there, that you weren't expecting the reaction from the media. So do you think in some ways this is a setback? Not at all, really, because, you know, maybe I haven't been following all the sort of media Ferrari around it because I was trying to coach a football team. But ultimately, I go back to other than the fact that I'm female, this is like how many academy coaches have stepped up and taken a first team for a period and then got back to their role? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question. But I guess the the unusual situation here, and you're right, it is unusual for an interim manager to be unveiled in the way that you were standing next to the owner, a press conference before what was effectively, well, it was a pre-season friendly. I guess that's why people are suspicious that it might have been a PR stunt. And you, we have to remember that Dow Vince... He knows how to court publicity. And uh, and that was my my choice, really, because the main thing, the most important thing at that time were the players. So the players have just gone through a period of change, right? So some people will be happy the, the manager's gone, some not so happy, you know, but they've got to prepare for pre-season and they've got to prepare for a season. So what we didn't want was, you know, lots of different media outlets contacting the club for comment, for interviews throughout the course of the, of the pre-season period. We wanted to get it done and dusted in one hit and get back to the, actually the job at hand, which was, as I say, preparing the players for the season, getting them fit, getting them prepared for whoever's going to come in because it could have turned into a circus, which wouldn't have been fair on the players and not really very good for the football club. Hannah, for, for other women listening this lunchtime who, who think, I want to turn my hand to football management. I could do it. I could do it in the men's game. What, we, what From our perspective, give us an idea of what it was like in that dressing room working with for Forest Green Rovers and working with men. Is that fair to ask you? Yeah, I suppose, you know, because I work with male players sure. every day. So, sure. you know, they're 18-year-olds, you know, so they're, they're not the standard of the players of the first team. You know, so actually the differences for me were not the, the gender of the players. You know, it was the, the the quality of the players, the intensity of the training sessions, the the way that you had to try and challenge them in different ways than you would... Um, an academy player that's trying to come through the system. Um, so it wasn't necessarily about the gender. And I don't think the players, well, I hope the players didn't see that either. Certainly not the way that they reacted. You know, they trained properly, they're professionals. Because again, I, you know, I keep going back to it. But ultimately, they had to train properly over this period. Otherwise, they're going to set themselves back two, three weeks before this the season starts. So we're all professionals. We're all trying to see, achieve the same thing. So the players applied themselves brilliantly through the time. Um, we had a, a training camp away in Ireland and they were top-notch in terms of their prep. And I think that's sort of shown in the sort of um, in the way the group were when they came in. Are you, are you better for the experience, would you say, Hannah? I mean, does it equip you for when another opportunity of a similar nature may come along at another club, possibly? 
A hundred percent. And, you know, again, so you talk about my journey, but, you know, I, I, the, the Dave, our head coach, as you say, was at Brentford, and at Brentford, so apologies, was at Southampton, you know, again, in a worked in a, in a youth setup. So this isn't this isn't um, unusual, you know, to take that transition from academy football into first team football. So um, he's also had experiences working with the first team there when managers have been have changed and there's been disruption there. So he's got experience there. So, you know, it's a very sort of similar pathway in terms of. Um, you gain that experience when you get the opportunities in interim period or, you know, when there's when there's change or transition and you use that experience to help you get better for when you potentially get that uh, opportunity at a later date. What are your ambitions now then, Hannah? Do you still have ambitions one day to, to become a manager in the men's game? Definitely. And I'll only be better for the experience I've had. Um, and I also say that I'm not, I say, naive enough to think that I'll automatically get it, you know, um, <sighs> Dale said it, we all said it, when I had the opportunity, it was because the most, I was the most senior member of staff to take, step up and take that opportunity, as it would be in any club up or down the country. And if another opportunity were to come across, come available, I'd like to think I would get that opportunity based on my skills and experience, not based on my gender, not based on, as I say, trying to get front page of the newspaper or back page of the newspaper, but generally based on my ability and what I can bring to the football club. Uh, Hannah, just finally, do you think look, a, a day will come soon? that a sequence of events like this is no longer newsworthy. In other words, do you think it will come along soon that we'll be talking about a number of female coaches plying their trade at a senior level, at a senior club in men's football? Is this soon going to become a non-starter, a non-story? It would be really nice if it could, because as I say, you know, for any, I suppose, young coach or coach who's trying to forge their way in, you know, the professional game, you know, it's a tough industry. We all know that. As I say, academy coaches stepping up, et cetera, et cetera, you know, all usually striving to, you know, have that opportunity. Um, and when it's become such a, you know, sort of um, media sort of frenzy, it stops being about the football. It stops being about the person and their um, their qualities and what they're bringing to the role. It starts to become, as I say, tokenistic. And that's not what we anybody wants, because um, ultimately we all want to just have to develop ourselves and do the best for the football club. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.